and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. So glad that you're here. Please don't run off quite yet. Let's stick around together and see what the Lord has for us from his word today. And welcome to you regular listeners. I'm just so thankful for each one of you who comes back day after day. So thankful that you would want to know more of God in his word. I want you to know that I continue to pray for you day after day, even though I don't know who all of you are, but God does. He knows what's uh, what you're coming out of, what you're in the middle of, and what you're getting ready to go into. And He is sovereign. He is holy. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our ways. Our thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He knows. He sees. And we can trust Him. And we must. We must trust Him. And so I'm just so glad to be with here at B with you here today. I'm trying to get my words all out like they should be this morning. I want you to know that I love to hear from you, so if you feel so lit, send me a message sometime. You can find my email down in the show notes. There are show notes with each episode. The most important thing in those show notes is a list of the scripture references that I mention in each podcast. I try to Try to get them all. Um, Sometimes I may miss one, but that is for your personal study and to go back and be able to see what the Word says in context. And so I just encourage you to use that. as you wish for your personal study. It's it's meant there for you. And I encourage you to consider sharing this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, strangers, just anyone who you think may wish to come along this journey with us um, and study God's Word more. Oh, friends, we must be in His Word. His Word is truth. The sum of all of God's Word is truth. And we are bombarded by things that are not true in our culture. Our culture uh, tries to tell us about all these um, sinful things that they say it's uh, okay, uh, but it's not. And we want to please God without faith. It is impossible to please Him. And uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of Christ. So we must be in His Word. We must be in His Word. And so I'm just so thankful you took the time to do this today. Please don't let this be the only time you think about Him or His Word today. Please just let this be one of many stops today as you think about Him. Uh, Please consider uh, working on a memory verse, working on a small group Bible study or Sunday school lesson. Uh, Take time to pray. Take time to worship. You can do all of those things in in each day. And so I just encourage you to do that. Well, our verse for the day for November, it's not November, gracious sakes, January the 27th, 2024 comes from Paul's letter of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. Oh, friends, there is so much here. And you know, God has had us thinking about his wisdom at turning uh, to uh, the rep- turning at the reproof of his wisdom. He's reminded us that things are not um the way that we think they should be, that they're the way that he says they are. And I just love 
this reminder once again about the wisdom of God compared to the wisdom of the world. And so I'm excited for us to park here today. But first, you know, if you've been on this journey with me for very long, I think it's wise for us to think about where we are in the scripture. Talk about who wrote this book or letter, what may have been the purpose for the letter, uh, who uh, the audience was. And this helps us to get the appropriate context so we can apply it to our lives because all scripture is applicable to us. And so it's so important for us to know, and it's so important for us to see how it fits in the whole counsel of God's Word. And so I'm thankful for this opportunity today. But we see it at the beginning of this letter of 1 Corinthians, who wrote it, it says, Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we know right off that Paul wrote this. Paul wrote 13 of the 27 letters in the New Testament. You may recall that the New Testament begins with the four Gospels, then it moves to that book of church history, which is Acts, then it moves into Paul's letters. There's, as I mentioned, 13 of those. Then it moves into the general letters, of which there are eight, and those were written by men who were not Paul, and then it moves into um, the last book of the Bible and the last book of the New Testament, which is Revelation, uh, a book of New Testament prophecy. And so Paul was a uh, an apostle. He was a servant of Christ Jesus, as we see. But he didn't start out that way, as all of us didn't start out that way. Um, you know, it's not until we have an encounter with the Lord Jesus. We may not have a Damascus Road encounter like the apostle Paul has, but there comes a point that you realize uh, your sin and your need for a Savior. And it's at that point uh, when you believe and you accept him as your Savior that then he can use you mightily. And that's what happened with Paul. Paul was an opponent of the gospel. We read that he describes himself as a a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent opponent. He was a Pharisee, and he was well, very well versed in the Old Testament law and Old Testament customs, and was very religious, um, and thought he was doing the right thing. He thought he was godly, but he was going against God's plan for humanity, which was that God uh, made a way for us to be reconciled back to him through his son, Jesus, who was our Savior. And Paul was fighting against that, but the Lord graciously met him on the Damascus Road as he was on his way to continue to persecute Christians. And we read about that in Acts chapters 9, 22, and 26. And if you would like to read that account, and I would encourage you to go back and be reminded about that account, pick one of those places and and you can read about Paul's conversion. Uh, but after Paul uh, met Jesus on the Damascus Road, uh, 
Um, he went away to Arabia for about three years, and then he came back and started on missionary journeys, and it was on one of these missionary journeys that he went to Corinth. And we read in Acts chapter 18 that he was there for about 18 months, and he stayed with some fellow workers, Priscilla and Aquila, who were um, fellow workers for the gospel, but they also had a similar trade as Paul's. They were tent makers. And so Paul, would uh, he stayed with them, and then he started out going to the synagogue, which is how he did to in every place that he would go to preach in which there was a Jewish synagogue. He would go to the Jews first, but in, inevitably he would be run out of the synagogue because they thought that he was uh, preaching something that wasn't true. And um, then he would go to the Gentiles to spread the good news of the gospel. And that's what happened at Corinth. Um, as I mentioned, he was there for 18 months, so he knew these people well. He loved them well. And after he went away from Corinth, he had received word that many of the people there had gone back into their worldly ways and that there were divisions in the church. And they had also sent him a letter asking questions about things that he had taught. And so this letter of 1 Corinthians is sent to those believers at Corinth uh, to address some of the issues that Paul had heard were going on and also to answer some of the questions that they had. And so we've been in 1 Corinthians a lot over the last couple of years, but it is such a wonderful letter. And uh, we there is so much for us to learn here. We see Paul's pastor's heart. He so cared for these people, but he also cared so much that he would say the difficult things. He was addressing the hard things. He wasn't just glossing over it. And so I'm thankful for that example. And we can learn so much from this letter. But um, we see that he starts it out and says, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed in you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. He's reminded them they uh, they received Christ. They knew Christ. Christ's presence was evident in their life. You know, they had been transformed by him. They'd been changed by the work of the Holy Spirit. But as can happen with all of us, um, things when they were relying more on themselves and on flesh and uh, listening to other people instead of uh, going back to what had been preached to them that was true, uh, bad things started to happen. And one of those things was that there were divisions that were springing up among them. Some people were saying, I follow Paul, and some were saying, I follow Apollos, and some saying, I follow Peter, and some follow saying, I follow Christ. And Paul wanted to address that right then and say, you know, um, yes, there are apostles. Yes, there are leaders, but we are all under Christ. And it's because of jealousy and immaturity that there are these divisions. So watch yourself. And then he goes into a section that is just so important for us. And it's talking about the wisdom of God and the power of God versus what the world calls wisdom. And I'm excited for us to park here today as we lead up to our verse for the day. You know, in this section that we find ourselves in, uh, Paul is getting ready to um, 
state, you know, explain God didn't go about things the way the world would have gone about things to save the world. If it had been up to the world, they would have looked for someone and still uh, are, or at least, you know, the Jews were looking for someone with great military might and power, and he would have been born in a palace, not a stable, and all these different things. He wouldn't have come humbly if it would have been up to them and how they thought things should be. But God's ways are different. God's ways are different, and they are better, and they are sovereign. And so I love what Paul, um, how he explains that. And I'm going to read this up to our verse for the day so you can hear his flow of thought. He says in verse 18, For the word of the cross is folly or foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. I love that. Uh, Paul is saying, you know, um, it seems foolish what we're preaching, uh, but it's really not. And God uses that to save. You have to humble yourself. You have to believe what Jesus has done. You have to trust what you can't see. And um, and that seems very foolish to the world. But that's, um, I just love that. And then he says in verse 22, For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek, wis- Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified a stumbling block to Jews, and folly or foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. He's not saying that God is foolish. He's not saying that God is weak. But anything that would seem that way is still so much stronger, so much wiser than anything that man could come up with. And um, I love, I love what he says here in verse 26. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise, according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But here's our verse. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in this world to shame the strong. And I'm going to just read past it. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. I love this. He tells us, um, and this has to be inspired by the Holy Spirit for him to understand this, that the reason that um, we can't wrap a mind, our minds around it, the reason we can't come to this knowledge by human wisdom. It has to be God-given. It has to be uh, imparted from him is so that we cannot boast of anything of our own self. Because friends, we have no reason, no room, no way to be able to boast. Uh, We didn't create ourselves. We didn't make a way for salvation. We um, have no nothing on our own. Everything that we have comes from God. And so 
one of the reasons that I think it's not logical is because you have to step out in faith. You have to realize that you can't understand this on your own. You can't save yourself, uh, that it's all from him. And so no one can boast in their own selves, but only in God, only in the cross of Christ. It's only what he's done for us. I love what Paul wrote um, later in his letters, and especially over in the second letter to the Corinthians that we have a copy of, um, after Paul was defending himself against all these false apostles and knew he had been called by God, he knew that he was given a very... uh, very specific mission to take the good news of the gospel everywhere that he went. And even though God had given him uh, revelations and had given him this ability, and um, he, he, I love what he says here. He says in Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30, he says, If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, he who is blessed forever, knows that I'm not lying. And so Paul knew that the things that show our weakness, the things that show uh, that we are relying completely on God and nothing of ourselves is what gives God the glory. And um, it's a hard thing like we read in these verses that led up to our verse for the day. There are those that say, I've got to see it or you have to show me a sign, or you have to show me the logic, and there's not logic to faith. (laughs) That's why it's faith. But without faith, as we mentioned earlier in this podcast, it is impossible to please God. So there has to be an element of faith. It's always ever been about faith. It's always been about trusting in God. And He gives us, He imparts that ability to us. And um, we read that, you know, creation shows about him. There is no doubt that he is real. He is true. And he loves us so. He loves us so that he sent his son, Jesus. And this is what the world thinks is foolish. They can't wrap their mind around that God would do this. Um, But because we are all sinners, God sent his son Jesus to die for us, to pay the penalty that we owed for our sins against him. He could have just for, he could have just said, forget it. He could have sent another flood. He could have just wiped us all out. But he loved us so that he made a way for us to come to him. And Jesus died on that cross. He paid that penalty for our sin. He was placed in a borrowed tomb. He was there for three days, fully dead, and then he resurrected in full bodily form, was seen by many, and then he ascended back to heaven, and he's coming again, friends. And that sounds like foolishness to the world, but to those who will believe, to those who will believe it's life. And I pray that you believe. I pray that um, you can thank God that he chose the things that seemed foolish and weak and of no account and low in this world to to save us uh, because Jesus was not seen as um, this major military might, although one day, friends, he will be. 
<laughs> um, and we want to be on his side. So I'm just thankful that God's ways are not our ways. His ways are much higher. His thoughts are much higher. And may we trust him. May we give him thanks. May we not go after the wisdom of the world, but follow the wisdom of our most holy God who loves us so. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.